Hello again, and welcome everybody to the Sons of Comics podcast, where comics are in our blood. I'm Steve Pugh. And I'm Scott Hill. And today we have a very special topic we're going to talk to uh, talk to you about today. It just so happens that we are both lovers of a very cult classic, uh, I guess, duology called Tron. Yes. Tron, 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 Tron. Uh, Tron was made back in the 80s, the original. Yep. Uh, starring Jeff Bridges, Bruce Boxleitner, and a few other goods. Um, and uh, it kind of escalated over the years, and it built up a good fan base. And then, uh, I think, what was it, 2010? Uh, yeah, yeah. 2010? So 2010, they came out with its sequel, Tron Legacy. And um, I remember watching the trailer for this movie uh, way back uh, when it was just in its development or finishing up production, and I was just super psyched because growing up, I was a huge Tron fan. T- total nerd. Yeah, and um, uh, Tron Legacy just has like some of the best style out of any movie in the past like any movie in the past 10 years I think or just ever like it I need to think of something more profound to say than it looks pretty because that's just, true that's what it does it's what you know it's a it's a quite a profound movie in a lot of ways because it kind of uh, broke the mold for like how we thought of technology back in the 80s because back in the 80s computers were starting to get big and well actually smaller well, in it was, literal size it but. was it was really ahead of its time in terms of how like you know we watch the original Tron movie now and we most people are kind of like oh yeah this this analogy for what the inside of a computer is like totally makes sense to me but at the time it came out computers were still not not as advanced well, they're so not as there a res- yet. Yeah. yeah and and so as a result also the general public's knowledge of what goes into computers was not as advanced so you know we watched the original one and there's a bit that goes yes or no like anyone that understands um binary code yeah binary code is like oh yeah hey it's a it's a zero and one you know it's a yes no i think it's so interesting to see that that is still part of the movies like even in tron legacy the movie was like ahead of its time in explaining how computers work and how we think of them but um you know disney does things right i i always play on that and i say that a lot but they do uh when disney does something they do it right and they did the original tron right and i don't think they did any less for tron legacy and uh quick news bit um i think it was like two weeks ago i heard from the lips of garrett headland from Tron Legacy that the Tron sequel or Tron Legacy sequel is not dead that it is in the works but Disney does not have the right story for it right now for it to go into any kind of production and he said it's more of they want to get it right and that it might end up being a lot like how Tron Legacy was in that it was a huge gap of time between the original Tron and Legacy so that might how that might end up being how it will be for the yeah, next Yeah, I remember Tron. him joking about that. He's like, so he was saying, it's going to happen, even if it's, you know, this time I'm Jeff Bridges being the old guy. Yeah, but, the old guy. Yeah. But he did say it would happen. Yeah. And honestly, I'd prefer it that way. And so let's, maybe we should have some fun trying to come up with what would be a good sequel hook. Well, they 
they kind of put it to you at the end of the movie, and the whole point of Tron Legacy was that to bring Korra to the real world and to use... I don't know exactly how they explained it, but they, they said they would use her for, like, learning how to use, like, quantum teleportation and of, like, health that, and stuff. That is, that is one part of the movie that they kept kind of vague. I, think, I almost feel like it was a little undercooked, like... This will change everything. It's like how? Yeah, well, it, it yeah, will. We didn't, really, we didn't really get that, but it was kind of a byword. It wasn't really yeah. a big point of the movie, but I do think that a good hook for it would be, um, well, I don't know. I thought it like maybe a war, some kind of war would be interesting. Um, yeah, that what we thought or what we didn't want to see happen with Tron Legacy, where Clue got through the yeah. portal actually did happen well honestly i think i think that because a big part of tron is you kind of have to go into a computer like it's kind of whole the whole point yeah like you can't it's sort of like how doing a terminator movie where you're not sending a cyborg back in time feels less like a terminator movie looking at you terminator salvation because the whole point of tron was to go inside the computer so they're gonna have to go back yeah again yeah although to have a big like army coming out of the computer and destroying the real world would be pretty epic and cool. Maybe they could split it in half. Maybe. But I think it would be cool if what they went into is the internet. Ooh, that would be interesting. Like, I mean, I I had this sort of idea a while back like I think around the time that this movie and cuz Inception came out the same year, didn't it? Uh yeah, it did actually. Yeah, and it's like I remember having this idea for like where I was taking that analogy of of what if you were to combine being on the internet with like a virtual reality type of scenario it's like it's like imagine you know when you're when you're surfing the net you're opening up several different tabs or windows right true so what if it's the same way when you're in this virtual reality version of the net where it's like you have several copies of yourself in different locations in this sprawling world and which one of those copies is active right now is dependent on which tab you're browsing at the moment, so to speak. Ooh. You know, I was sort of playing with the, those type of ideas. I'm just sort of like, all right, here's something that you, functionality you do in the web now. What would that be like if you had, like, a physical-seeming avatar in some sort of virtual space? That would be pretty interesting. And it's like, if they did that with Tron, that would be awesome. You just gave me an idea, though. But, like, what if they use the internet as more For of, point. like... Sorry, well, I couldn't resist. Maybe what if they use the internet as it's kind of like going to a whole new like city? Yeah. And like, what if they made it more like Gotham? Like the internet is just like full of trash and just full of garbage, and it's like really dark. No. And you're there, like the main character is there to like do Uh, something about it. Yeah, like I kind of. But that's the thing. It's sort of like, you know, it's like you could have the internet is so intrinsic to modern society now what if the the villain was there to shut it all down yeah yeah exactly what if that's what the villain was after and that's what they have to stop it's like that's a perfect evolution and you're still inside of a computer glad i'm recording this so i can write this down later and give it to disney and they'll be like that's a terrible idea and then they actually use it (laughs) yeah those bastards that's so what they do they're just sort of like sorry we're not gonna go with this idea at the time jerks but because it's recorded now we have evidence that we came up with the idea i will take it to court that's right and litigation that's right that's right and all the money will go to me because it was my idea and just for the listeners that aren't that don't know we are currently watching legacy while we're recording yeah that's right we have it in the background i love the little cameo that cillian murphy makes here 
He's I, just. A, I think it's pronounced Killian. Is sorry. it really? Let oh. me. I'm being. I'm being that guy. Pardon it's me. pronounced Killian. Killian. But I love the fact that he just showed up, and he's he's basically a descendant of the uh, one of the villains. He's a of son. The, of, he, yeah. He's, he's, he's Dillinger's son. son. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. he's there. And he's, he just kind of looks like he's got a stick And again, ass. and again, I would, I'm hoping that if they do a third one and they do it in a timely enough fashion, he would be the villain going oh, after the internet. Ah, he could do it. He could do it. That'd be pretty interesting. Yeah, like, I mean, pff, Disney, this is your idea. Come on. I want. Jump on a sequel. I want Bridges to come back again. Yes. I want Bridges back again. How would we bring him back, though? He's like a ghost image. He's like, before I died, I was copied. As like, yeah, he's like. Uh, well, that's the thing too. It's like he's it's like, like Russell Crowe, Ghostfather in uh, Man yeah. of Steel, right? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, that just makes Ghostfather. me. That just that just makes that always makes me think of how it should have ended. Now it's like, wait, what was that? So you didn't? Oh, have, I just made a I copy made a, of myself. I just made a copy of myself. Just so copied I my speak consciousness so I could talk to my son. Yeah. You didn't make one for me. Oh, you wanted one too. Oh my god. That was that was because I just, while I was watching the movie, I thought of that. I'm like, what? Why didn't he make one for her? What a jerk. I know. Russell Crowe, you selfish... Both of Superman's father bastard. figures in those movies were a jerk. Were jerks. It's just sort of like, oh, sorry, I didn't have time to copy your consciousness. Or, oh, yeah, you totally should have let that bus full of children drown. Wow, what, a, what an a-hole. I know, right? <laughs> it's because of his mom's that he was any... That he was halfway decent. Anyway, back on topic. I really like the fact that they kind of kept the worlds the same because when you look at uh, the world that uh, the original Tron was set in, um, it kind of they just kind of kept it the same. They, yeah. You know, there was nothing too. I don't know. They didn't change it too much. Like they kind of streamlined it. They did. They streamlined it a little bit more. They made it look like time had advanced, but not like other movies where they like way overdo it it's like oh it's yeah like, like 25 to start years in the like, in the future it's like they have flying cars it's like dude nobody's going to have t- flying cars for another like 200 years yeah yeah but like here it's yeah. like you know 20 yeah. years have passed it's a little more streamlined a little bit more and and know. i love the fact too that again this is another case where quite a few of the effects are practical Oh, they are. Like, like those suits that they have. Those are legitimate suits. The, they would really light up. Like, and I'm just like, it's so freaking awesome. For the past couple of years, I have looked up how to make one. And I could make one. I am just too dang lazy and, like, too busy to, like, make the suit. Yeah. What it takes, if you are interested, you have to use EL wiring, which is electroluminescent wiring. And you have to have an AC converter with a battery pack. But it is possible. Yeah. And there's plenty of people actually selling them on like Etsy and eBay, where you can buy the suits yeah. from, but at a high cost, they're like a grand a piece for the whole yeah. suit. My my favorite trend, and I wish that I, I hope we get like another Tron movie, if only just for this. Was I loved how you had the comic book tie-ins where you saw the superheroes Tronified. Yeah, like they had the they had the cool light up Tron lines on. On uh, Iron Man and all the... Well, I mean, Iron Man still kind of has Tron lines now with the superior Iron Man suit. Mm-hmm. But it's just like... It's just such a cool look. It makes no sense from like an energy consumption standpoint because it's just wasting energy and... It's wasteful, but yeah. who cares? It looks cool. It's like wearing your sunglasses at night. It's not efficient. <laughs> it's awesome. You know what the funny thing is about this like what they have here in their operating system for Tron is they make it seem like every computer isn't like a desktop. It's it's all, you know, command prompt everything. Like yeah. that's how you work your 
your computer, but it's supposed to be advanced. So it's funny that this is kind of like an alternate universe. I, I don't even know what city the movie is. Toronto. Is that where they say? No, I, I'm pretty sure it's supposed to be LA because that's where this building was. But I've been to LA, and LA does not look like that. That is Toronto. No, it's a lot too too clean to be LA. <laughs> <laughs> not only is it too cre- too clean, it's too. I don't know. It's like you could. T- it's too so it's alpine. Dan, it's it's Dan too Canadians like clean up everything and make it, everything. It's look so too. Nice. It's too like tundra. Is that the type of up, is up that scale? It's upscale. Well, no. I, I'm talking in terms of weather. Like you could just kind oh, of. Oh yeah. Like. You can just kind of sense that the weather, the, oh, it feels. It's more like the Oregon. air. The air does not get that cold, in freaking L.A. It's more like Oregon, like in the the, the yeah. upper northwest. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah. that feels. This feels like like if they were to say this was Northern California, sure, sure, I'd buy that. Did you like the fact that that fat security guard actually got out on that beam with him? Dude, that fat security guard is the unsung hero of he's this got movie. Some, he's got some serious I, was, balls, I want man. him to show up in the sequel and just like he also gets dragged along to the net because you have to have some person. But he's that gonna end be up there. being the black guy that gets killed. No, no, no. <laughs> He'll be the type of guy where he's a fat schlub in real life, but when you pull him into the net, it's it's not the real world, and he's awesome. Now. Maybe he's like super fit. He's like yeah, like exactly. Maybe, maybe he won't be the fat security guard. Maybe he'll end up being a. He'll be a Dwayne Johnson. Or or maybe <laughs> the rock. He, or maybe he'll still look like the fat security guard, but just be able to, but have the physical agility of change. Just really caught up on this rock idea. He just looks. He'll end up being fat security guard in real life, and then he'll be the rock when he's inside the computer. Because every every franchise needs the rock now. Like, yeah, it's like it's like your franchise hasn't arrived unless the rock has shown up in it. I don't know. He really kind of showed up to play, you know, in the movies nowadays. He's actually yeah. he's not a. Half oh no no! I, I, sorry, that counted, that sounded more derisive than I meant. It. The Rock is ah. the Rock rocks. <laughs> and I just uh. have to say, the Garrett Hedlund's motorcycle in this movie, I like covet this motorcycle so much. His Ducati is yeah. dope. And I love the fact that they they have these little things like after he gets out of the police department and goes to the impound to get his bike, he knows the guy at the impound by name. Yeah, he's like, so what's that make a baker's dozen this week, huh, Bob? Oh yep. yeah, I've had my car, have my bike in the impound at least seven times this month. Yeah. Forgive my I... ignorance though, but it's like, how do, like in movies like that you have someone with a trust fund like he has, you know, and maybe I'm just really naive as to what it's like to have that much money at your command, but seriously though, like how 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 do you? That, like if he if he's getting his bike impounded that much every freaking week, That's which is what it's implied. It's like yeah, it's like I'm sorry, your trust fund is going to drain because they're. I don't think they're as unlimited as movies make them seem. No, they're not. Yeah, I really think they're as good as people make them out to be. Yeah, and then I have to say for Disney. Disney's really good about the little things. Mm-hmm. The little things that a lot of people won't notice but are there. And for those that do pay attention, will notice and will be like, hey, cool. So Easter Egg, when he pulls into his little, it's like a shed or like an auto body place converted into an apartment. It said Dumond yeah. on the building. And Dumond was, in the original movie, he was like that. Yeah, he, was he was the like creator the, of the company. Or he, Yeah, he was like that little pyramid thing inside the computer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Yeah, he was the one that... 
he and uh, that is one thing that I kind of miss from the second movie that was in the first movie is I think the first movie did a better job of feeling like there was a one-to-one correlation with how computers worked and what was happening inside of there. Whereas the director of Tron Legacy straight up said, he's like, honestly, we didn't, we didn't bother trying to figure out like who, what, what what represents what. And so we just looked at it as this is, this is a completely new world. Which, you well, know, it's well, it because makes... time had advanced, you know, by that well, point. I, I would explain it as more of Jeff Bridges probably just designed it that way. Because he, des- he designed this program, you know, he, he, well, it he was more of an open. operating system. He said system. open and free. Yeah, exactly. He, it's, like a, it's like an operating system. It's like he had designed this operating system to kind of, to, to not be like an efficient computing thing, but more of like a, you know, more of like a... I don't know, like a, like something, almost as if to be a setting to create, well, story artificial wise, intelligence. Story wise, it makes sense because in the first movie, the original system was like locked up tight. Everybody was regimented yep. and everybody was locked down. That's right. Much. It was as efficient as possible. And then he went on to create this new system, which he we know from the legacy to be open, free, but be perfect. Yeah, until that Clue being got part to of the it. problem. Yeah. 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 I feel like it's a shame that we've gone this far, though, without mentioning how freaking awesome the music is. Like, I was waiting. I wanted to wait. Best soundtrack ever. I've Tron listened Legacy, to the soundtrack every Tron day. Tron Legacy is a better music video for Daft Punk music than Interstellar 555. For any of you who know what that is, <laughs> I love you. For those who don't, check it out. It's... A feature-length anime music video to Daft Punk music. Oh, that that's from uh, Discovery, right? Yep, yep. Yeah, that was one of my favorite... That's my all-time favorite music video set. Daft Punk did, does things differently, and we're going to get on a rant here about Daft Punk, but they are amazing. They're a little overrated now just because people are like, oh my gosh, it's like in, too much in pop music. I don't think they're overrated. They're kind of overexposed because people are like... Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, that's yeah. what I mean. Overexposed. But I... I enjoy it so much, and I've enjoyed their music so much. And when I heard that they were doing the score, I was like, oh, it's a match made in heaven. Yeah. I was like, I just knew. After listening to Daft Punk for years, and then hearing that they were doing the soundtrack, I was like, this will probably be my favorite soundtrack of all time. And I was not wrong. Once again, came out the same year as the soundtrack for Inception. And that's done by that's, Hans Zimmer. Oh. And it's like... I don't get me wrong. Was I like loved Christmas that year. Uh, I loved the soundtrack for Inception, but I felt like Hans Zimmer, especially during this period, like when he like when he'd been doing most of his stuff with Christopher Nolan, and was doing the Dark Knight movies, and then the he did Inception and everything like that. He was on this kick of like minimalism, of just like trying to pare things down to its essentials. And in some ways, I almost feel like while the music was still good, he did it to the point where there's it seemed like it was stripped of variety in a way that the Tron Legacy soundtrack was just rife with variety. It's like it was like, oh, here we've got this, we've got this uh, total, we've got this the words. I can't words. Well, you know the the cool thing about Daft Punk is that most people just think of them as one dimensional. They do these techno songs but tron legacy gave them the opportunity to open up and what they really what they really succeeded with the tron legacy soundtrack 
uh, comes through when you hear the adagio for Tron, and then also for the Nocturne for Tron, yeah, yeah, which yeah. are which they're add very, in a lot of violin act- and a lot of concerto. They're they're actually very uh, they're, they're very, very classically musicians. trained. Yes, yes, they are. And is that how you use that word? Sorry, I, I'm I'm musically ignorant. But is that how you use the word concerto? Like it's 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 a type. Um, they it's. I think that's the word that you're supposed to use. I had some musical training throughout my younger days, and um, I believe it's a concerto style. Oh, okay. Where they okay. use they use a lot of string instruments in yeah. those those two songs. But then once you hear derezzed and end of the line, yeah. you're like, oh, this is classic Daft Punk. I I still think probably just like musically, they're most accomplished sounding uh part of the score has to be the outlands theme like when they're when uh cora's picked them up and they're driving out and you've got that um actually give me a second i've got itunes on my laptop right here and i'll freaking play the freaking thing just because oh, i have it on spotify all right then we're gonna have a race we are racing right now to see who can get to our daft punk music faster i'm working on it i think i'm going to win my you might beat me. Except for the fact that it's not connected to the damn internet, and so I didn't have... To... So you're going to beat me just because your internet sucks. Hey, it doesn't suck. Oh, 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 there we go, there we go. Got it. My Spotify won't open up. Damn it, ha! <laughs> Suck it. <laughs> Everyone is so riveted right now as we, like, sit here and... On another note, I just watched The Intern the other day, that movie with uh, Robert De Niro. This is not the right one. That's not the song. What are you trying to pull here, man? I'm trying to... Oh my gosh. It's... iTunes is cock-blocking my music again. The billing of a previous song is such that we're going to make it so that you can't listen to any of your Dude, damn my... music whatsoever. Dude, my Spotify is not opening. It's your internet. What the fweak? Are you, are you not using your internet for its proper purpose? You know what? This I is, use it a lot. Th- this is... Oh, yeah? Because the because according to a very important puppet off-Broadway musical, the internet is for porn. Well... And if you don't use it for that purpose, it doesn't work properly. This is what I understand. I'm sorry, I'm not... I'm I wouldn't not know. Fluent in... in I, I honestly wouldn't know, but this is what I understand. Feel free to cut that joke out after yeah. the fact. By the way, I'm just gonna cut that one. Yeah, that's a that was, that was dumb. It what? Let's let's take three but seconds. But the score, pause. the score though, um, one of my other favorite numbers besides the ones we've already mentioned, happens to be um, arrival. There's arrival yeah. where they arrive at the portal. Yeah. And it just they just really know how to give you the feels with their score like if i had never watched the movie i still would have gotten the feels from their soundtrack as a whole seriously it's it's not letting me play the music i legally purchased because it's on the cloud and there was a billing problem with a song i tried to buy before screw you itunes what the heck man I love I, I love how everything's isometric too. Like, but isn't it also funny how where he is right now looks exactly the same as where he was? Like, he was in the building with the video again, game again. That was probably by design. Like, by I mean, design, yeah. Like, I, I think he tried. But yeah, I love how everything's isometric. Seriously, this movie has such awesome style. The style of this movie 
is what I feel a Green Lantern movie should look like. Yeah. That would actually be really good. Like, if they could do it like this, more practical effects, man. Yeah, yeah. It's like, it's like just have a suit that glows green, practically, and not have... Not waste all your freaking budget on... And please don't make the suit green or animated. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's like... And, like, this is this movie is totally what a uh, is totally what a Green Lantern movie should look like. But you know the other thing they did really well with this is they added back in elements from the first movie that made it awesome. Some yeah. of the elements, like all the game playing, playing yeah. the games was a big element of the first movie that people really enjoyed. And they added that back in when they did... Oh, I'm uh, only just the, now noticing the classic tank that was going down. On oh, the, yeah. The, and that, that, that's and that, also in the, in the and that, well. Yeah, yeah, that's a, the little, collect, the a collector. Carrier. Yeah. But I also noticed that the pilot was um, was a female. And the camera kind of ogled her tush. I think. Nice Terminator looking. Everything pixelated when your yeah. face is broken. Oh, yeah. yeah. Perfect. Did you ever watch the? Did you ever watch Tron Uprising, the TV show? I watched a couple episodes. I didn't quite catch on, but I did like it. I mean, I like the fact that they kind of built off of what Tron Legacy was, but I wasn't too into it. I was like, <laughs> it's kind of hard to beat the movie and try and play off of like, it, even I, in animation. I, I wanted to like it, and Me too. this is one of those cases where I get really kind of shallow when it comes to aesthetics. <laughs> I hated, hated the character designs, like. I found them incredibly off-putting. They should have just gotten the animators from Warner Brothers that did Young Justice, and they would have won. Yeah, they would that, have won me over. Yeah, that would have worked. They but, could have done it, but no. Nope. Yeah, like, I, I'm not a... In fact, to be honest, this is, one of the, this is one of those things that I usually try not to confess. But I'm not... Confess a, your sins. I, I'm not a, on that same vein. I'm not a fan of... Uh, I'm not a fan of Batman the Animated Series aesthetic. The original, like... Like, Bruce, the original Bruce Timm's style. Really? I hate that style. I hate it. I, I... It's a great TV series. Everything about it is wonderful. And the way that style was realized was perfect. But I still just hate that style. I hate yeah. that boxy... Like, I liked it better... They kind, and I you, think if it you was they kind the of, If you notice, they kind of streamlined it as time went on. So that by the time you got to Justice League, it was le less boxy. Like, Batman looked... Less like the oh, like bodybuilder duck. He looked less like the bodybuilder duck that Donald Duck would fight with on the beach. You know? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I, I never liked that aesthetic. And so, and, and that's one of the things, though, that for me, I think Tron has always kind of been about its aesthetic. Like, there's the original Tron. Well, it was all about the look and feel. Yeah. And at this point, we're now at the scene with the sirens. Yes, please. And every man in the audience that was watching this for the first time was like, new fantasies. <laughs> new fantasies. I plead the fifth? No, you know it's true. I'll speak for him. Yeah, he agrees. <laughs> well, I mean, and then just the fact that they used their fingers to straight up, like, <laughs> like laser off his clothes, too. You're like, the filmmaker's like, new. It's like, we're totally gonna, we're totally gonna pipe men's fantasies with this <laughs> yeah power of the user right that's right that's right every male fantasy in digital form right here you know what this is a great example of how not to do like include origin stories because you could 
pretty much watched this movie, and you probably wouldn't need to have seen the original movie to catch on or even like this movie. No, it's true. Because they go into a little a little depth on the history of how um, Kevin Flynn got caught or stuck in his, uh, well, I guess inside the computer, but they didn't over-elaborate, and they kept it simple. I just have to applaud Disney again and again on how well they do everything. Yeah. How they tell a story, how they make it look and feel, and how they make you feel at the end of the movie. Yeah. Because they really succeed. Well, I that is one thing, though, and and it's a common theme where I'm a little more critical of movies than you usually tend to be, where I love this movie, but I feel like it kind of has two story threads going on, which is the... The problem that's happening inside of this uh, computer world. And then um, Sam Flynn's relationship with his father. And the two of them never really gel well together. Like, they kind of feel very separate from each other. You mean when they meet back up? Well, like, it's sort of like... It's sort of like him meeting with... Him wanting to be reunited with his father is kind of at odds with the plot of the movie and instead of showing them to be at odds in a profound way it's kind of solved in a perfunctory but dad i wanted to be with you but this has to be son okay but i'm sad about this all right and then the movie's kind of done but the music's so awesome that you kind of don't notice but until you watch it a few times you're like huh yeah they could have they could have made that, like, work better. Yeah, but they, they did a good job of closing the holes, though. You know, they're like, well, he couldn't, you know, either he had to go or, I mean, it was almost like there wasn't any way around see, it in see, a way. And see, even then. But to destroy Clue, see, he see, had to, like, but why? destroy himself. Why? How? They just say that's how it works. They never say why that works. Why does that work? That makes no sense. I guess. He made a copy of himself, and now reuniting with how, that copy How does it work in a real computer? Yeah, I, that's the thing. Like, can you relate it that way? Is that like, how they thought of it? Like, I don't, like, uh, I don't. And that's the thing. I don't even think they thought of it in those terms because the director straight up said, "Is like we didn't really try and make it match with how a computer works. We just said this is a new fantasy world and went from there." But like, I don't know. Maybe maybe Clue was like a virus and reintegrating him is now like reintegrating a virus. It makes no sense. It actually makes no freaking sense whatsoever. Why? reintegrating clue with himself automatically means death except for the fact that they just say that's how it is well maybe that's all they needed nobody really noticed right <laughs> yeah because the music was awesome music and the movie so looked incredible. cool exactly this is this is one of those movies though that it's like you know how you hear that phrase all style and no substance i hate that phrase because that phrase seems to imply that style can't be substance and you look at this movie, and this um, movie proves that style is substance. Oh, like, yeah. This is this movie is basically nothing but style, and it's rocks. Well, it's style can basically tell the story for you. Yeah, almost. exactly. In fact, I, I'm still kind of annoyed that the movie didn't just have an isolated score um, track for, like, so, so you don't have to hear, you don't hear anybody talking or any of that gobbledygook. You just hear the music and watch the visuals. Maybe with some good sound effects. And I'm like, that would have been, probably would have been my ideal version of this movie. Nobody talk, just sound effects, awesome score, 
and pretty visuals. And then I could just have it in the background as I fold my laundry and just be like, yeah, <laughs> this is how I trip. Oh, yeah, I would probably do the same thing. But I don't know. Um, and and uh, I, I can't remember if his name is David Frayne or Kevin Frayne. Oh, he's on James Frayne. James Frayne, that's it. And he's on Gotham right now. He does not get enough credit, I think, for how he made the, made the second in command guy <laughs> such a freaking loser sycophant. Yeah, he was such a kiss ass. He was such a kiss ass. But it's like he did it in a way where you didn't you didn't hate every time he was on screen. No, you but you also like, you also he's like Gollum, you know. Yeah, yeah, like you kind of enjoyed he's like what he little, got his cup up in. He's like this little imp yeah that you don't you don't mind him being around he just kind of yeah. sits there and kind of yeah he's like he's like Gollum, who is successful at that as opposed to whatever the heck uh that one uh alfred in um desolation of smaug who you're just like i hate you why are you even or even jar jar binks yeah he yeah wasn't no too, alfred he alfred too in the spot oh that's right you didn't see desolation of smaug yet no, so you I did, didn't you, you know um if i did no not desolation of smaug not Desolation of Smaug, uh, Battle of Five Armies. You saw Desolation of Smaug, didn't you? No, I didn't actually. I oh. didn't see that one. Well, okay, so the Master of Town has the second-in-command guy, who in any other movie would be there for a little bit just to be a bootlicker that you're like, you hate, and then he would die a perfunctory death because he's just a useless little worm, and you'd move on with the story. But for some unknown freaking reason... Peter Jackson and company thought it would be a good idea to have him, to have the story, like, focus on him in the third movie for an inordinate amount of time and for no reason. Like, at the end, he just kind of, like, walks away, dressed as a woman with gold stuff down his pants. You're like, what the heck was the point of this? Did you like the fact that they, they kind of made Tron a traitor? Or he was that he was brainwashed in the movie? Um... I didn't mind that. The one thing I would have liked, though, is you know how, like, at the end when he comes back and says, I fight for the users? I wish they could have made it where it's like, as soon as that happens, his helmet comes off and you see Bruce... Bruce Box, Box Lightner. Yeah, you see Bruce Box Lightner's face and just him go, I fight for the users. And bam! That, like, that would have been cool. I would have appreciated maybe, like, um, an ending credit scene, like an after credit scene. Where, you know, Tron swims to the surface and he climbs out and he's like, yeah, now it's my turn to clean things up. Tron as Rinsler was pretty freaking awesome, yeah, I'm going to say. Like, I I would be very happy to have Rinsler back. Just I think when I watched this originally, like, the first time, I was like, that's Tron. Yeah. Like, it, I knew it was Tron because uh, I was like, um, the best one of the games? Of course it's Tron. Yeah, he's the best one of the games, and he's got the little T. Yeah, he had the little T in the dots on his chest. Yeah, and, um, yeah, I only, I only bought one of the action figures for this movie, and I made sure it was Rinsler. Only one? <laughs> I, yeah, he was the only, he was the only one I bought just because, you know, uh, kids, money, for, that uh, sort of thing. If I was going for a desk ornament, it would have been that white light cycle that he rides in the, that he steals oh, from Oh, yeah, the classic one? <laughs> the classic. Not me. See, I like noir. I like black. I like it black. Like my man. <laughs> That's right. And my coffee. <laughs> my coffee. And my Batman. Oh, uh, creamer shirt? No, I take it black. Like my. <laughs> I love that movie. So What's that from? It's airplane. 
right. Airplane. So, I Jimmy, watched that do, you ever, uh, do you ever hang around gymnasiums? <laughs> you ever watch movies with gladiators? <laughs> we are so good at staying on topic, y'all. Oh, yes. We we rock. How long have we been going for? Oh, let's see. We're at 36 minutes, so we'll take a few more. Alrighty, then. Um, what other important thoughts? I feel like we should be convincing our, uh, convincing our, our audience to watch uh, this movie. Uh, either to watch this movie or just of something. You know what I mean? Like convincing that this movie is worthwhile for some reason. What, in your opinion, makes this movie worth the time and effort that went into it? Like, how does this movie this is change a, a life? This movie is a bridge. It's, that's, it's, it's almost like a, a convergence of like watching an, like a really good action film but it has equal parts of a family movie. It's about family, the kid searching for his father. Mm-hmm. But also, it's a sci-fi movie, so it kind of covers that ground where people that aren't into sci-fi could probably watch this without too much trouble because it's not like a ton of CG. It's so much practical. There's so many practical things about it that you can see and kind of touch and feel with your eyes. But it's not overdone it's not like star trek where you have like so many races this is a very simple idea of being inside a computer and this 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 boy this orphan boy basically now is in search for his father and trying to reconnect with his father and save his dad so i mean it covers a lot of ground it's not really a romance film but yeah there's like little elements of romance in there somewhere it's a life story it's a good it's a, it's a good life story I, I could see that. I, I could see this being a movie that m- most anybody could enjoy. Yeah. For me, I just... I look at this movie and I just... To me, this movie is totally art. Like, the vis- like the visuals and the music and all of the way that that stuff comes together. It's like watching Fantasia. Like, yeah. Yeah, like, it really is. It's like, its story is probably, you know... It, to some might feel perfunctory, but I, I think that's kind of irrelevant just because... It's an aesthetic experience. It, it, really it is. is. It's really an aesthetic experience. If Ex- they hadn't done all of their... If they hadn't like physically made each one of their uniforms, mm-hmm. I wouldn't feel as close to this movie as I do. And the, yeah. I don't think anybody would. But because it feels so real and it feels so legitimate and so physical... Mm-hmm. Like in the physical world, you yeah. can really, really connect with it. Like you can a... feel yourself. Like I could see that being in real yeah. life, and that's one element that I think a lot of movies miss yeah. miss the mark on nowadays is making it feel like you could see this in real life. And even though it's a sci-fi movie, well, I can see it in, happening in real and, life. And making the making it feel unique too. And that's one of the things. This this like so many movies now have like the same washed out you know color corrected imagery you know the the, and this one just stands apart just because it's like uh, you know just because it really went for a new way of trying to visualize this but and it took inspiration from the original but it didn't just copy the original it it it's like how can we take the same idea for it what... made a true progression. Mm-hmm. It didn't try and overdo it, and yeah. it didn't underdo it. It, yeah. it just went the way it ought to have gone. Yeah, and I really appreciated that it it didn't overdo it because yeah. I mean we've all seen what overdone looks like. You can take a look at any one of the Star Wars prequels, and you can see overdone at its yeah. best. 
but with Tron Legacy, everything is as it should be and as it should feel. Yeah. I'm only just now noticing that the that the uh, fireworks in the air are creating geometric shapes. Yeah. And that's one of the cool things, too. You notice these little details every time you watch this movie. But I have but, to give some, some credit to other movies. Other movies don't have the budget that Disney has. Do you, you know I, It's like Disney can do whatever they want, and they have the best you, animators. They have the best... They have I, all the money to do whatever I, they want. I still think that that's not an excuse because... You look at not. you look at Green Lantern probably easily had the same amount of budget as this movie had, and that movie was ball sack. Yeah, that movie was garbage. Yeah, but I mean, it's like it's the creativity. This movie had creativity, and and creativity, I think, in a lot of ways, is just trying to look at look at a basic thing and look at it from a different perspective. How can I take this and do it differently? You know, it's like you've got a story with a father and a son. All right, how can I do that differently? And that's one thing that this story actually, you know, a lot of other movies with with daddy issues, there's like a lot of anger, and this one's this one's just like not as much. I don't really care where my dad's been. I just want to find my dad. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And it's like, and it actually, I don't know. I, I think it's a little more, uh, a little, it, it's different. But um, I think a lot of creativity is just based off of doing things differently. So, so let me segue back to the original okay. movie because we've been focusing on Tron Legacy. And the original one, like, is the is probably just as influential as Star Wars. I think so. And doesn't get as much uh, credit because... No, definitely not. Even though they were around the same time... Well, same time period, right? It, it, it was like a couple Slightly of years after. after. Yeah. I think it was. Although, I think it was in between Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. Yes. Right now we're at the light cycle sequence, which, oh. hot, hot damn, this part. This part of the movie is one of my all-time favorite parts. Yeah. It's hard to decide what is the best part of the movie because each part of the movie does so well at at making you forget that you're you're inside a computer and you're watching something yeah. else. You know. Yeah. And I like the fact that. They they kind of give you all the elements like you got a lights you got a light yeah. cycle battle you had the disc wars and then in the end you even had a uh, a uh, flight battle yeah you had a flight battle which was pretty cool in itself to watch yeah it yeah that flight battle was was great and I love the I love the splashing ribbon like like oh, when the yeah. bikes crash and it, it, it like like turns into this liquefied stuff. It's one of those nice things where it's like, whether it was intentional or not, it kind of makes you think of blood. Yeah. <laughs> I always love when they do stuff like that. It's like, haha, we can't actually show blood, so we'll do the, something that's symbolically the same thing as blood. And at the end of this scene, where Rinsler freaking loses his his bike, and then mid-air pulls out another bike, like, out of his pocket, he, like, grabs yeah. the bike out of his pocket. Oh my gosh. Wait, Rinsler's not in this scene, though. That was Clue, wasn't well, it? No. Clue didn't do that. He oh. lost his bike, but Rinsler went after Sam as he was leaving. Oh, yeah, that's right. And he that's right. freaking knocks him off of his bike, right. but midair he whips out another one out of just out yeah. of his butt. And he's just like, oh, 
I'm, 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 I'm the best at this game, so I'm just gonna pull another. I now want to see an animation where Rinsler actually pulls a bike out of his butt. That would because be, that of would your be pretty epic. Because of the way that you phrased that. You can add it to that bat metal movie, the bat metal video that we just watched. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that the audience has no idea what the crap we're talking about because that happened before we were recording. Exactly. But um, some cool trivia about the original. Like, do you know like how they had to do the original? Because it was computer generated. Right. But this was back when computers did not have, like, the processing power we've got now, right? Right. So when we say that it was computer generated, what that means is they used a computer to generate the images that they then basically animated like a 2D animation movie. So it's like, instead of drawing the pictures... So, so it's like, imagine you're making Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. But instead of drawing those pictures with you ha- your hand, you drew those pictures on a computer. Oh, but you still right. had to animate it one frame at a time. Man, back then it would have been so difficult. It was so long. It was like they had to. They finally had to outsource it because they're just like this was way too long and too tedious. But yeah, like it was. So that movie was an anim was like an. That movie was like the first. You know, it was the first 3D animated movie before, like, Toy Story. You know, um, and in fact, even uh, John Lasseter, John Lasseter of Pixar even said, it's like, we wouldn't have Pixar if not for Tron. That, you know, that's... Start- and, um... Sorry, I, got, I totally brain farted. I don't even remember what I was saying. <laughs> Either way, um, loved Olivia Wilde in this. Yeah, like she was amazing. Yeah, we she like as Cora, she was just so quirky and naive and and like she was just genuinely, genuinely curious about the world around her. And she, I think that's she like fit right in there. Yeah, and I, I think that's honestly a quality you don't like. You know, so many times you've got like cynical characters and everything, and she's such like she's she's not even fully naive. In the sense that... She's super intelligent, it, though. Yeah, like, she's not naive in the sense that she should know better, but is giving into feelings and whimsy instead of listening to reason. She's only naive just because she genuinely has not experienced the world. But she's... But it's it's almost like she kind of... You could tell she's when she's older and has experienced the world, she's going to be extremely wise. Yeah, I bet she isn't even wise now. <laughs> and, and probably still just as hot. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. That haircut, like... Why is that haircut so attractive? I don't know. It, it frames her face in just this wonderful... It does. Yeah. This, this is like one of those parts where it's like, I love Olivia Wilde as an actress, but no other no other part, I think, just quite... Captures this one? Yeah, captures this one. And, yeah. But it's... But yeah, like, I just... And that's another thing, too, is that I really, really hope... Yeah, when the when the sequel, yeah, they have to bring her back. I hope so. You know who I also hope they bring back for the sequel too? James Fran. I know you're thinking it. <laughs> I wasn't, <laughs> but now I want it. In fact, you know what I'd love? I would love to see like some real life programmer played by James Fran. Oh, he's there. Yeah, yeah, he's gotta be there. Yeah, and Doesn't then just copied everybody. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It's just like a real life programmer who's just every bit the sycophant that that guy was. That'd be great. But, but no, no, um, yeah. um, oh, my brain, my brain, it just, those, those are some sweet, sweet, um, 
Sweet chairs. Yes. But, um, no, my, um, the girl from the first Tron movie. Oh, yeah, she didn't make a, she didn't resurface. Yeah, she didn't come back in the second one, and I hope they bring her back for the third. Like, I especially, I would love to see... She's not dead. <laughs> well, that's the thing, though. You can, co- you can copy these programs. That's true. So I actually imagine that the Tron that we saw in this movie was a copy of the one from the program because that's how computers work he did say he brought the air from the old system yeah that's how that's how computers work you copy it from one system to the other you don't like you know what I mean and and so I imagine with her and I'm sure if any you know anyone listening will just be like gosh dang it her name is this moron they're all thinking it because we don't want to do our research no 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 it's late and we we're lazy yeah very lazy but anyway like I would love to see her interacting with Quora. Oh, yeah. That'd be interesting. Because, yeah, like, I just think... Well, they're, like, counterparts. You know, yeah. They're, uh, they, they fit together because they were... She was the kind of the female role from that movie, female role from the new well, one. Well, it's not even... It's not even just the female part of it. It's, it's the... Both of them were the ones that were dealing with the outsider. That's true. And they had different outsiders they had to deal with with different baggage. And I would just love to see them connect. I wasn't just thinking because they were women. Gosh, you're so sexist. I know. I have a problem with that. You totally do. I do. But on the whole, as we close, how does this rate like amongst favorite movies? Amongst favorite movies? I hate those questions because movies are dependent upon my mood. Top and 20. What? How does this rank in your top? Does this Is this in your top 20? Dude, I have so many movies that it's like you'd be shocked at what movies are not in my top 20. Hmm. So, I'll, I'll say this. This is in my top 1,000, which is saying something. <laughs> oh, okay. It might even be in my top 500. Okay. In terms of what makes a great movie in a percentage scale, how much of this, like, percentage-wise makes a great movie? How much of this? Yes. Uh, and see, once again, I'm going to wiggle out of this question, too. You uh, suck. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I think this movie is like 68% of a great movie because the story is really kind of flat. But that 68% is of a deeper volume than other movies at a 68% ratio. Does that make sense? Hmm. It's just like, uh, again, it's just... This is what this is one of those movies where it's like I don't watch this movie the same way that I watch other movies. There's other movies where I watch it to kind of get into, um, you know, to kind of get to really kind of get into the storyline that sort of thing. I watch this movie the way that I would like look at a painting, if that makes sense. Like I, this movie makes me kind of sad that I don't do drugs because I'd love to. I would love to. I'd love to drop acid and watch this movie. Is what I'm trying to say. Like I. <laughs> It's one of those movies like what was it? Uh, you can listen to uh, Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon while also watching uh, well, Wizard of Oz. Wizard of Oz. <laughs> you go yeah. on a huge trip. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, what, would, well, what, would, what music would you watch this one? Oh, you could listen to any other Daft Punk CD, <laughs> pretty much. Dude, I would not. You I would not it. defile this movie with any other music, save for the music that was written for it. I'd still play. How dare you I blaspheme? I would still try Discovery. Discovery would still go Yeah, there's still movie. some good parts of Discovery that I Basically what Gosh, I would try to do is I'd, I would try and fit any of their music to parts that don't have music in it already. Cuz you know some parts are quiet because 
you know, the music isn't going on or anything like that. That's true. You know what I would do? I would take that scene where they're like in the real world and she's on the bike with him, and I do uh, what's the name of the song? The track from Discovery. It's uh. I think I know the one you talk. Suddenly, I see a shiny star. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I can't. Or it's like, but Interstellar love it, song. I think that's yeah, what it's called. That's yeah. it. Mm-hmm. But um, getting back to your question, how I would rate this movie, I would say rating this movie artistically, I would easily say this is in my top one hundred. Which is again, I've watched and ingested enough movies that that's really saying something. Try this one. If you were Rotten Tomatoes, what would you give this movie? I would give this movie like a 78%. Hmm. Okay. Actually, I, by Rotten Tomatoes standards, that's actually decent. That's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right? I wouldn't give it the 51% it's sitting at. That's bullshit. That is such bullcrap. I'm like, hate but, that. But again, this is one of those movies that I look at where it's like... I think a problem is is that as a society, we've kind of gotten locked into feeling there's only one way to enjoy a movie. <laughs> People feel like it has to tick off your boxes in order to be a good movie. And I'm realizing the hypocrisy of the hypocrisy of that as I as some of the movies that you and I have discussed, and you're like, I love this movie, and I'm like, eh, it didn't quite do it for me. Which one, I'm realizing you, which one were you thinking of? Like Man of Steel. Um, yeah, we won't get into that. Yeah, well, the, the, another topic for another day. I don't hate Man of Steel. I also don't think it's... I know you I, want to like it, but you have a hard time liking it, but yes. you want to. Yes, yes, exactly. But, um, but the thing is, though, is I feel like... I think the problem is that Man of Steel, I think, gets in the way of how I would enjoy the movie on a different level. Anyway, we said we're not going to get into it. Yeah. But, like, when it comes with, when it comes with this movie, it's like, it, this is a movie that I point at where it's like, you don't have to enjoy, you know. You, you don't, don't have to like it, just watch it. Yeah, like, yeah, like, I mean, you don't have to... What this is movie, not cool this movie about can, watching a guy yeah, in, a, ex- in an LED lit up suit? Exactly. It's like this. It's like you can enjoy this movie differently than you enjoy other movies. If That's this, fine. It's, yeah. You don't have to. You don't have to be like, well, I think this you wasn't put done it perfectly. This is. This would be like watching the most perfect commercial last two hours, and you could put it in a picture frame on your wall and let it run continuously because it's all beautiful. It's all aesthetic. Yeah, this is a this movie is a moving painting. So if you like decided to just sit down and look at a painting, you could watch this, and it would be like looking at a painting. That's and that's how I view this movie. That and, is exactly and how there's I look. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, that is exactly how I look at this movie. And like, then if you wanted a simple story to like, you could then really watch the movie. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But it's like, and and it's for that reason that I still kind of wish that they had like a that they had a audio track where it was the isolated score they do have like a the last track is like 30 minutes long it's the uh it's not the overture it's um oh what is it for heaven's sakes i'm going to grab my phone because my spotify playlist i have like the best of hans zimmer i made a playlist on spotify that's just like all the best of hans zimmer and then i added this on top of that yeah and it's just like that's all i listen to at work and it just like yeah, turns another, the gears in my head. Yet another thing, you could, you, 
There are so many images in this movie where it's like you could just stop, you could just press pause, print it, print that picture out, and hang it on your wall. I would. I totally would. Boom, there's another one. There's another one. You know what I mean? It's just like... Just Olivia Wilde being Olivia Wilde. And then even that one. Like, right there. That's just... And I guess if I was to critique this movie, I would kind of critique that, like, when you're directing a film, you want to try and make sure that all the elements are kind of rowing together. I like to use the analogy that directing a movie is like trying to be the guy... Um, who's getting all of the people on a, one of those giant Viking rowboats to row in unison. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It's like... What do they call that guy? I don't know. The ship director? They call him the douchebag because everybody hates him that's rowing because he's making them row harder and faster. So Yeah, but yet he gets them there faster and makes sure that they... By default, though, he's going to be the douchebag. Everybody knows it. Well, how do you think people feel about the director on the set? Well, they probably don't love him, <laughs> but yep. they probably respect him. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Especially when a movie turns out as good as this one. Yeah, but even then, I, I feel like there's elements here where it's like, where, like, a lot of this stuff where it'll, it'll visually looks good, but like, what does it, but like, what does it mean emotionally? You know what I mean? Yeah, like like do. like if you look at that sh- look at that sh- last shot that I pointed at that the audience can't see or know anything <laughs> about, but where Garrett Hedlund was uh, sitting at the edge of his bed and just kind of like looking down, and on the side of him, um, was were these like two perfectly blocky lamps and everything like that, and it's like, it's like as a director I have to ask. There's you know, a feng like, shui to everything. Yeah, there's a feng shui to it, but it's like, but if I was to try and say what does that emotionally say about what his character is feeling right there i'd have to be like well it doesn't really say anything well, you it's could, kind of sterile well you can always pull something from it really or make you it could, up you could but a good director would focus you in on it oh yeah make you notice it yeah a good director would for the would make you would make you register it unconsciously and i feel like in some ways this movie is that this movie style is both its greatest asset and its greatest downfall in that. Can you believe he gave that guy that light light cycle? Yeah. I, Dude, that guy only looked like he was sipping on a water bottle and he was like drunk out of his gourd. Yeah. <laughs> That's Garrett Hedlund's Sith look. Yeah, he, he went for the... <laughs> he he went totally, for the, I mean, he even like looks like Anakin Skywalker when, after his eyes go yellow. Sure would have done a better job. He, he would have been a better <laughs> Anakin Skywalker. That's for dang sure. Garrett Hedlund wasn't half bad. You no, know, he was all bad. No. <laughs> but, uh, and we bring back Jem, who is the second hottest woman in this movie. Second hottest, indeed. And she's a close second. In fact, I'm not... I wonder how much time they spent on her makeup alone. I don't even know that I want to know. I could... In fact, actually, I'm not going to lie. I, I, I'm not going to lie. Um, uh, uh, Cora, I would, I would take home to meet the parents. Jem, I'd get freaky with. Jem is not the kind of girl you want to take home to your parents. No, nope. Jem is the girl that you go. Jem is the girl. Jem is you... the girl you go out for on a town, and she will show you a good time. Jem is the girl that you meet at the and end of the line she... club, and yeah. you leave her there because and, you, and you then, don't want and anything. Then you, and then you'll wake up washed out at a bar 
with all of your credit cards and wallets stolen. Not to mention... And you won't regret a thing because it was still a fun night. That's kind of how Jen is. Not to mention you probably... She's truly outrageous. Oh, Truly, yes. truly outrageous. Not to mention you'll end up in Vegas, you'll marry her, and then you'll end up with crabs. <laughs> Computer crabs. Computer crabs. Oh, great. I got malware all over my junk. <laughs> <laughs> I think we should just end there. That girl just gave me malware. (laughs) Can you believe that shit? (laughs) Now I gotta take a Norton. Gosh. (laughs) You can add that to your hipster Batman right there. Oh my gosh, that needs to happen. That. that It's computer STDs. (laughs) Garrett Hedlund comes home and he's like. I love that. He goes in for his like yearly checkup. And they like look at his junk and they're like, there is some weird kind of like like pixelated thing on your on your deal and yeah. I don't know what that is. Oh, it's just yeah. my just my just uh, my just got malware all over my yeah. junk. Yes. I was in I was in the computer the other day, I was in the new system and I totally made a huge mistake with this 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 uh the siren. Yeah. 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 She totally got me. Yeah, it, it's the sad thing is though is that I have spyware every time I pee. <laughs> I got spyware. And there's Daft Punk in the movie itself. Isn't that the best cameo in the movie? It's well, the best cameo they fit the like a glove. Oh my gosh, yeah. They didn't even hardly have to change their look. They just kept the helmets. They just changed the colors. This seems like the chillest nightclub ever. Like, I, the, I wish No this one's was... even bumping or grinding, actually, now that I look at it. This, people are just kind of like standing around idly chatting. This I is just like... had a million dollar idea. What? So Disney Cruise Lines, they always have like oh my gosh extra stuff. So what if they really had the club? Tron. What if they had a Tron club oh on the boat and they gave you a suit to wear and you could we just hang need... around the club all night, just like in the badass seriously like, Tron Disney verse. CEOs? Why are you not listening to our podcast? We're giving you million dollars. I'm dollar literally gonna here. write this down. I'm I send it to him. I kid you not. I would save up my money Best and idea go up- ever. Ever, I would absolutely want to go on a cruise ship if the, if they had like a Tron club section. Oh, like, I would go just for that. Oh yeah, oh yeah, and they're just like, yeah, we got a suit for you. Experience I mean, even if, even if the suit wasn't like as cool as one of these suits, but they're just like, here, we've got like a duster that glows on one arm. Like that's you, you can keep the guy from uh, Twilight in there. What was his name? Aro. <laughs> You can keep uh, that guy in there. We all know that he's playing, that he's doing uh, David Bowie's Ziggy Stardust in this movie. Pretty much. Yeah. He, he, he's great. And then this maybe if he falls of off, like, if he falls off the top of the tower, he can be uh, the guy from Labyrinth. <laughs> That's right. His hair will be all like, <laughs> Yep. <laughs> That's right. He'll be Labyrinth in a digital, in a digital Labyrinth. Oh, man. We are running out of material to talk. So and we uh, are out of time. But please give this movie a chance. Even if you're not a sci-fi person, if you're strictly comic books, this, I do believe there was a Tron comic book series, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, yeah, I believe there was. But it's like, if nothing else, it's this movie is movie excellent. Be- this, like, I don't mean this as a diss either. There are some movies that I genuinely love as background noise, where it's like, where it's like I'm so familiar with them. And they're so aesthetically pleasing to me that I love to just have them on. This is movies at the top of my chain for movies that I have as background noise. Like, yeah. that I can watch over and over again. I'll never get sick of it. Yeah. But I'll just, I just enjoy its company. Yeah, like, like this one and, and Alien is another one that's like that for me. That movie is, that movie is 
in all ranks and regard in my top ten movies. And artistically, I put this one on the same shelf as that, where it's just like it's moving art the entire move the the entire film long. I don't know if you'll hate me for this, but I think Inception's also on my list of movies that I can do the same that same thing with. No, Inception's a good film. I love. I love Inception, like, and I love its style as well. Like, I, no, in fact, a lot of the stuff I'd be saying, I'm saying about this, I'd say about Inception. Same thing about Inception. Beautiful. Yeah, yeah it, totally a beautiful film. I think it's, it's not as distinct as this movie is, but it still has impeccable style. Oh, yes. But that's Christopher Nolan. Christopher Nolan's one of those guys where it's like, where it's like, Better Homes and Gardens could just follow him around with a camera. What do you got for us next? <laughs> but that is all the time we have for Tron and uh, Tron Legacy. But we love oh. these movies and we think they're amazing. One last tidbit I want to say, in case my son ever listens to this. But a shout out to him because his favorite movie is actually the original Tron. Oh, is it? He. What a good I, kid. I, I'm, both, <laughs> good kid. Sh- I'm both shocked, appalled, and really proud of the fact that when I finally showed him Tron Legacy... He's like, that was good, but I think I like the original Tron more. You know what other movie I watched today that I just, mm. like, I'm so in love with, even from the time I was a kid, I'm still in love with it? Mm. Goonies. And see, I didn't get exposed to that one until I was, like, a teenager, so... Ugh. Yeah. It's sad because that movie is, like, my childhood in yeah. a nutshell. But anyway, um... Quickly, we'll just run through a bit of news. Um, I have one tidbit of news that I would like to share that is um, pretty exciting. Uh, The rumor mill has been circulating, and out came the news that uh, Moon Knight is being developed for Netflix. Oh, yeah. Right? Nice. So, the... I guess it was on this thing called Collider, uh, Heroes Collide, or something like that. Mm. And they... uh, It was mentioned... That Moon Knight will not be a movie, but it is being developed for Netflix. So it's in the backdoor pilot uh, stage for being a Netflix series, which I am super excited about because honestly, it's about freaking time. Yeah. It's like, I knew it would happen eventually. I'm just glad it's happening now. Yeah. Because Moon Knight is by far one of my favorite kind of anti-heroes. He has some of the best elements of like the Punisher rolled into kind of like a Batman-esque husk. Well, he's he's also one of the ones that... Now, I'm not as familiar with Moon Knight as I should be, honestly. I But uh, I just know that every time I hear about him, I hear great things. But it doesn't he legitimately have, like... Multiple personalities? Yeah, like he, like he has a mental imbalance. Where yeah. it's like, that's like the joke that you make about a lot of the... You, you make jokes about how unstable these type of vigilantes must be and he genuinely is, is mentally yeah. unstable but not in the not in a sensationalist um see how crazy he is sort of way but in uh no he has this actual disorder i'll tell He's you written, this yeah um in the uh, moon knight volume one it's like the new 52 version basically in marvel um right. marvel has, equivalent yes the marvel equivalent he has these multiple personalities, and it's really fun to to watch how he operates in these multiple personalities. Because normally he wears like the cape, and he has like the suit, and he, he kind of reminds you of Batman. Right. But in Marvel, in the volume one, it starts out with him in like this this brilliant white suit, but then he has like the old sock head. He has like the uh, the mask over his face, 
and a, a moon symbol on his forehead. And he's kind of like, he'd be like watching Bruce Wayne kind of take down a bad guy, but without wearing the bat suit and just wearing a mask over his head and wearing a, a business suit. It's really fun to watch. Yeah. And it's really cool. Um, but yeah, the multiple personalities are definitely there. And he's just kind of a badass. He really is. Um, he's got lot, plenty of gadgets of his own. He's kind of a hardcore fighter, but he's brutal. And he's not afraid to kill. So that's one of the fun things about him is he kind of... He doesn't have that line that prevents him from going there. Yeah. But yeah, anyway, coming to Netflix. More on that soon. Super excited. Hashtag Mark Spector is awesome. Hashtag can't wait for another Netflix Marvel series. Hashtag using hashtag in everyday conversation is hashtags kind of dumb. <laughs> Sorry. Hashtag guess who isn't getting an introduction on the next podcast. <laughs> hashtag fine. <laughs> I, I wonder how many people though have like are like, man, they said they were gonna wrap up and now they're still talking of just fine, like rage fine, quit. Fine, 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 fine. Rage quit. <laughs> These videos are priceless. I blame myself though, because we were almost out and then I had to bring out I had I to bring know. up the, my son's love of Trump. So I apologize. Anyway. This is the wrap up. Thank you for listening. Uh, you can find us on Patreon. Please, uh, if you would like to donate to our podcast and help us make better podcasts in the future, donate to us on Patreon at Sons of Comics. Uh, you can find us on iTunes, YouTube, Facebook. Uh, not on Instagram yet, coming soon. You can find us on Twitter. And Carrier Pigeon. And Carrier Pigeon as a last resort. That's right. That's right. I don't prefer to get pooped on, so please don't send me with any carrier pigeons. I'm not a fan. <laughs> Haven't you ever watched, you know, what was that movie? Contagion? I'm not I'm not freaking dealing with carrier pigeons. You can do. You can get sick. I'm not getting sick. I thought you were wrapping up. Wrapped up. Good night. <laughs> See you guys. <laughs>